Welcome to the New Hope Church podcast, where reverence meets relevance. We are currently in a three-part series titled Shift. In this series, Dr. Benji Kelly unpacks a series of shifts that a believer has to make in becoming a fully devoted follower of Jesus. We hope you enjoy the series and that it blesses you in your walk with Christ. Amen. Good morning, New Hope. How's everyone doing today? Awesome. You got to be awake after watching the intro video like that. That was awesome. I felt like I was in Mission Impossible or something. That was all right. We praise the Lord for all of you all being here today. How many of y'all are just glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Yes. So thankful for all of y'all being here. Listen, I'm excited to be here. I'm always excited to be with the New Hope Nation, and I just want to let you guys know how much I love you all, and I appreciate all of you. Definitely want to welcome everyone here, all of our campuses, Garner Campus with my brother, Pastor D. We thank God for the Garner Campus. We thank God, of course, uh, for our ladies at NCCIW. Uh, also, my first time speaking to the Sanford campus with Pastor Nate. Can't wait to meet all of you all down there in the Sanford campus, praying God's blessings for you. So excited for what God is doing down there. And of course, all of you all that are watching online or television, listen, go to the website, uh, newhopechurchnc.org, find you the nearest location, and get to a New Hope experience. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's get into the Word of God today. Uh, I'm so excited because I am recovering from Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I was contemplating wearing some uh, sweatpants up here. I thank God I was able to get back into my jeans. But, you know, I thank God for elastic in the waistband. But, uh, I'm, I'm a, oh, man, I love Thanksgiving. You guys know I got me some sweet potato pie. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. So if I seem a little sluggish today, forgive me, forgive me. I'm still recovering uh, from Thanksgiving. I'm sure many of y'all are thankful for so many things. I'm sure many of you are thankful uh, for Thanksgiving, thankful to have your family come over for dinner. I'm sure the rest of you were thankful that your family was leaving after dinner. Uh, I'm sure you're just thankful for different things. Some of y'all were thankful that you got a close parking spot on Black Friday. Some of y'all thankful that you got a pretty good deal on Black Friday. Some of y'all thankful that you didn't get in a fight on Black Friday. Amen. We thank God for all of those wonderful things. I'm thankful for an incredible pastor here at the New Hope Church. Let's take a moment and honor God and honor the pastor of this church, Pastor Benji Kelly. And of course, his wonderful wife, Lady Amy Lynn, we thank God for great leaders. I'm thankful, and this is why you should be thankful for your church, because every church, let me tell you this, you know, New Hope, you're, you're so fortunate, because not every church is fortunate enough to have a great leader that listens to God. And so uh, you ought to be thankful that you're in the middle of this series, Shift. How many of y'all been blessed by the series, Shift? Listen, it's important because, you know, I, you ought to pray for your pastor as God continues to lead him. Lord, give him what he needs, Lord, so he can give me what I need, Lord. Take care of him as he continues to take care of us. Take care of his family to help me, teach me, train me how to take care of my family. So it's important to be thankful in this season for your pastor and your leadership here. Because I believe everybody here is just doing a phenomenal job at New Hope. Uh, oh, I'm so glad because Pastor Chad got this series started off uh, shifting from me to we. Oh, y'all paid attention. Amen. 
Amen. And also then Pastor Benji came through. He got down and dirty. He was preaching about something I didn't want to preach about. I'm glad he took that topic. He was talking about preaching from going from a consumer to a steward, talking about those finances, talking about those ends. We had a good teaching on that. And today we're going to take this shift to another level. Everybody say shift. Yeah. Taking this shift to another level. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Y'all, y'all were talking. I heard somebody, watch your mouth. All right. Taking this to another level, uh, uh, listen, the truth of the matter is that, that all of us, one way or other, we have gone through a different shift in our life. At some point, sometime, we've all experienced some type of shift. Sometimes it was planned, sometimes it was unplanned. Whether it was school, whether it was growing up, maybe it was moving out of your parents' house, whether it was making your own money, maybe it was spending your own money, we've all went through different shifts. Maybe your shift was, wasn't pleasant. Maybe your shift was a shift of gain. But some of you, maybe your shift was a shift of loss. The truth of the matter is that all of us have experienced or gone through a major shift in life. Regardless of how old you are, where you come from, you are going to experience a shift. And the truth of the matter is I've experienced my own shift recently. Many of you know that, that my son, Wesley Aaron, was born uh, a month ago yesterday. So I thank God for him. That's a, a great shift in my life. Yeah, we have a picture I want to show you guys, Wesley, so you guys know. Yeah, there he is. That's the, uh, the, the many faces of Wesley Aaron. So you guys know I preach and my wife sings. If you don't know if that's him pre- his preaching face or his singing face, but... Uh, that's him. He's, he's still in the hospital. Uh, thank you guys for your prayers. Uh, I, Garner, we thank you for, for sending him gifts. Somebody Christmased me. Gave Wesley a little hat. Knit him a hat. We thank you, Miss Susie, for that. But, but that was a major shift in my life. I spent most of my time at the hospital, uh, beeps and bells and whistles, trying to hold my son. It's a different place for me, but, but, but it's a shift that I have to learn to embrace. And the truth of the matter is that, that some shifts that we're talking about, according to this series, are shifts that you choose. Some shifts in life, like the seasons, you can't choose them. Now, you can choose how you respond to them. I told uh, Pastor Fuller this morning, I got up and there was frost on my window. I said, Pastor Fuller, got my scarf out. I said, listen, man, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm black. <laughs> we don't do cold, Doc. I'm a tropical kind of brother. <laughs> and there was a shift in the season. <laughs> so it shifted my response to the, I couldn't control it. I'm just saying that some things you can't control, but you only can respond the right way to. So, so today we, we want to talk about these shifts that happen in our life. And, and the shifts that we talk about today and, and throughout the series are not so much shifts to change the things around you, but to change how you see the things around you. See, today we want to shift in your perspective. We, we want to shift in, in your priority. We, we want to shift in your purpose, a shift in your point of view. Because when you change your perspective, you change your, your purpose, when you shift your, your point of view, it oftentimes results in a shift in your reactions, a shift in your response. 
There should be a shift in how you look at community. There should be a shift in how you respond and you react to the, with the finances and the resources that God gives you. And so today, uh, uh, we love the thing that we've been hearing through this series, that, that God loves us just as we are, but he loves us too much to leave us as we are. So it requires some shifts. So as you grow and mature in your life and also in your relationship with God, there should be some shifts that kind of benchmark your growth in your life. Amen? Today, God, we want you to shift us. Father God, help us, Lord, to mature and grow and develop. Father God, speak to us right now, Lord. Penetrate our hearts. Penetrate our minds. Lord. Penetrate our personal ideals, God, and shift us. Father God, today I ask that you would just speak powerfully, Lord. Father God, give me preaching power for this preaching hour. Father God, I ask that you would just Think with my mind and speak with my lips, Lord, that somebody would get saved today. Father God, I pray right now, Lord, that you would make me as this microphone, that I would only magnify the things that you have said into me for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. So, so today we're talking about a topic, a shifting from asking to listening. Shifting from asking to listening. I, I remember growing up, I went to Grady A. Brown Elementary School in Hillsboro, the metropolis of Hillsboro, North Carolina. You should, you should drive through it. It won't take you long, but you should drive through it. It's nice. And I remember my teacher say, says this to the class. Oftentimes, we would forget to do something. But she would say this, a wise old owl sat on an oak. The more he saw the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Why aren't we like this wise old bird? She would always say this when the class wasn't listening. She was trying to tell us, if you listen more, you would learn more. She tried to put some value and priority on taking time to listen. A teacher always trying to push us to be better, push us to, to, to be smarter, push us to pay attention, push us to learn whatever we needed to learn. But the first thing she always told us to do was to first listen. And let's be honest, some of us don't like to listen. Be honest with me today. Some of us don't like to listen. Have you ever had someone tell you, no, you're not listening? Like for me, that, that rubs me wrong. Don't, don't tell me if I'm not listening. But, but, but it's, let's be honest, sometimes it's hard for us to listen. Some of us are better talkers than we are listeners. So many times in the Bible, though, we see where God tells us to give ear or to incline our ear to something uh, to the effect of, listen to me. God is always telling us, hey, listen, pay attention, listen. But the truth is, it's actually easier to ask God to do things. Instead of listening to you tell me what to do, can I just ask you to do it first? 
Can anybody say that's easier sometimes? Just, just be honest with the preacher today. Let, let, let's go to the word of God. I want to look at David, the Bible, in Psalms chapter 25, verses 4 and 5. The Bible says this. It says, show me your ways. Lord, teach me your path. Guide me in your truth. Teach me for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all the day long. Now, here it is that, that David, I, I want to just talk about this today because David is, is, is one of the heroes of the Bible. I love David. But David here is, is in a situation and David is going through and he got people chasing him and enemies all around him. But he takes time to ask God for something. Now, now, I want to first say, you know, it's nothing wrong with asking God something, but we want to focus in on your priorities and your motives behind asking God. Here it is in this particular scripture. David is here asking God for something. Again, he says, uh, uh, I'm not asking you to do something for me. I'm asking you to do something through me. He says, teach me your ways. Show me your ways. Guide me down your path. Lord, show me. Do something. He says, listen, I'm going to put myself in a position to listen. And so today what we want to look at is, Lord, how do we put ourselves in a place to listen? Why do we want to put ourselves in a place to listen? David is saying, God, show me something. Give me something. So it's a part of our relationship with God to ask God things, but it's also a part of our relationship with God to listen to God for things. It's a part of the shift that comes with Christ. So let's talk about this first shift first. Number one, we shift from having no one to having the one and only. So, so what I want to first say this again, there's nothing wrong with asking God for things. The truth of the matter is, is that before Christ, you didn't have anyone to ask. See, I'm kind of like this. (laughs) We were all lost before Christ, headed to an eternity in hell, separated from God the Father. And and then for me, I don't know about anybody else, but I had a head-on collision with God. And my life was changed dramatically. And so I went from being all alone to having the one and only God. Y'all ain't with me. The, the, The master of the universe, the creators of the heaven and the earth. The one that can control all, the one can do all, the one that can be all in my life. So it's, it's, it's almost silly for me not to think I can ask him for anything. Matter of fact, let's be honest, it just wouldn't be a good use of resources if I never asked him for anything. <laughs> He's the Alpha and Omega. Why not say, Lord, you know, just this once. We're not saying there's something wrong with asking. We're not saying that. But we're saying... Listen, monitor that. What is your priority? What is your purpose? What are you trying to get out of it? <laughs> See, so, so let, let's say this all together. Asking is okay. One more time, say it. Asking is okay. Asking, make, making sure that, that you are asking for the right reasons and what you're asking for is in the will of God. And it's, it's in the Bible. Listen, uh, James chapter 4, verse 2b says, you do not have because you do not ask God. That's pretty simple. 
If you don't ask him, you're never going to have it. So you, you got to ask. Here it is that in Philippians 4 6, it says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. It's, it's a part of your relationship with God. It's all true, yes, but, but, but what we have to remember is that, listen, it's not just about asking God to do things for us. We just went through a series called The Circle Maker. Y'all remember that series? About prayer, we're talking about drawing circles around big things that we need God to do for us. Now, some people can perceive uh, that, that that series was about, about asking God to do big things, but it's not just about asking God to do big things. It's about understanding you have a relationship with a big God that can do big things. And, and, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, I, I have to be honest, it's hard not to pray your prayers and ask God to do big things. Maybe, maybe your prayers are something like this. Maybe your prayers are, are kind of like this. Maybe, maybe your prayers are like this. God, it's Ryan. Ryan Brooks. Lord, I'm out here all alone, but God, I think you're awesome. Lord, I, I praise you for everything you're doing for me. God, I thank you for another year. I thank you for another Thanksgiving, Lord. I, I thank you for this day. Brian, right, Lord, I Brian, Lord. Brian, listen, listen, I know you're praying to God. Tell him I said what's up, but, but can you ask him, like, since you got him on the line, listen, you know Wes just came. The son is here. Uh, uh, listen, we need a bigger house. We need some more space. So why you got God on the line? Ask him about a bigger house. We need one. So go ahead and do that. Handle that right now while you got him on the line. And by the way, you know, <laughs> I feel like we got something coming on. So, so ask him about that. I'm feeling like we need some something done about that. Ask him about that while you got a chance. All right. Tell him I said what's up. Appreciate it, Ryan. Good job, buddy. We're doing great things. Just ask him about that cough, fill it in my throat. Yeah. Lord, uh, <coughs> we got something in our throat, Jesus, and we need a healing, you know, and you know my son just came. I thank you for him. But, Lord, you know, we got three boys in the house, and we appreciate the house that you got us in, but we really could use a little bit more space. And so, Lord, we need some resources. You said you were Jehovah Jireh. You said you'd be the Lord provider. Hey, babe, Lord, I um, need you to help me. I don't mean to interrupt me. you while you're praying. However, I got one thing I need to one get thing. you to ask for. Right. Um, you know, Wes needs, we need a baby bag. You know that nice baby bag over at Babies I Rest? I really need that. Oh, I also need to get some more pampers. We need some towels. And we probably need some hangers and things for his closet to organize all that. Yeah. So don't forget to get all of that on the list. And um, I think that's all. So don't forget to ask. Love you. Lord, my baby need diapers. My baby need hangers for her clothes that aren't big enough to hang stuff on, Lord. <laughs> Lord, you know what I need? Listen, I need you to make this happen because if my wife keep interrupting my prayers, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. We never going to get to... Still talking to God, right? Good, good. Um, we got bills, dude. 
We got bills, man. Ask him about this stuff. Bro. I know, I know. We got bills. Bills, man, bills. Ask him about this stuff. Lord, we got bills. We got bills, man. You know I got stuff to do. My mailbox is on fire. They send me the same bills. How do they keep finding me, man? I, I'm trying to be a good steward. But Lord, like this is getting crazy. Ryan, for oh, real, oh. we got bills. So don't forget to ask about these, okay? Lord, did you see my, the look in my wife's eyes? Come on, player, we got stuff we need to do. See, some of y'all prayers just like that. Anybody ever had a prayer like, well, you're talking to God. As you're trying to talk to him, stuff just keeps coming and stuff just keeps coming and different things to ask for, different things. Look, but God is saying, listen, you're spending all your time asking me for stuff. Do you all know anybody that when you see their name come up on your phone, you know all they're going to do is ask you for something? And so you stare at the phone trying to decide whether you're going to answer the phone or not. What, what if God feels that way every time you pray? He's like, ah, here goes Ryan again. What else does he want today? See, see, we, we got we to gotta understand that as we grow in Christ, it can't be about what God can do for me, but it has to shift to be about what God can I do, what can you do through me? In order for God to do something through you, you're going to have to sit down and listen. To find out what God wants to do through you, he's going to have to teach you some things. In our scripture, it's very plain to see that, that David is asking God to teach me. He said, listen, he said, uh, he said, listen, I want to observe, I want to listen, and I want to follow. Verse number four says, he says, Lord, show me your ways. He says, listen, I got to observe. I, gotta, I can't ask you. I got to sit down and observe and watch. I got to observe your manservant. I got to observe your way. I got to show me your ways. Then he says, teach me your path. Lord, show me how to go. Show me how to live. This is not about what you can do for me. This is about what you can do through me. Show me. Then he says, guide me in your truth. He said, listen, Lord, I want to follow you. Not, not so much that, that I know the way and I'm going to tell you how I want you to work my life out and I'm going to tell you how I want you to do things in my life. No, Lord, I want to follow you. Observe, listen, follow. Got to make sure no matter what, we keep our asking in control. I have, I have, a, I have a really strong belief about this. It's quote, you ought to write it down if you can. Anything out of control can become dangerous. Anything out of control can become dangerous. Fire under control can heat houses, can, can give power, can do great things, but the moment fire gets out of control, it becomes dangerous and destructive. Your emotions out of control can become dangerous. Anything out of control can become dangerous. When you spend your time asking God, that's all you, Lord, I need you to do this. Lord, I need you. It can become dangerous. Why? Because now you're not going to see what God wants for you. All you want to tell God is what you want him to do. It becomes very dangerous when all you do is ask God for things. It becomes very dangerous because you'll begin to miss God's purpose. You'll begin to miss God's plan because all you're concerned about is yours. 
See, here it is. Pre-shift in your life is asking for our own desires. Post-shift in our lives is asking to fulfill God's desires. As you grow and mature as a Christian, you'll go from asking God for things, your desires, to saying, Lord, what do you want? See, point number two, we're getting out of here. True lovers of God become true listeners of God. Let me say it again. True lovers of God become true listeners of God. The first duty of loving is listen. The first duty of love is to listen. Have you ever felt like somebody doesn't love you because they don't listen? Fellas, have you ever had you like, you don't listen to me? If you love me, you will listen to me. Hey, I heard what you said. No, but you're not listening. See, to, to, to truly commit yourself to listen to God it is less about really your listening ability, but more about your love for God. It, it's not about whether you're willing to be quiet, but are you willing to listen? Do you really love him? If you love him, you'll listen to him. If you really care about him, you'll listen to him. It won't be all about what you want, but every now and then it'll be about, Lord, what do you, what do you want? We have to really learn, this is important, to be intentional about setting aside time, being intentional, intentional about, about allowing God to speak to us, speak through us. It's a part of God's plan to transform you. Let me give it to you like this. First, you have communication. First, you have communication. Listen to what God says. Secondly, then after communication, you have comprehension. Comprehension, understand what God says. Thirdly, you have confidence. You trust in what God says. And then fourthly, you'll find change after you apply what God says. But you will never have change. You will never have confidence. You'll never have comprehension if you don't first take time to listen. It all starts with listening to what God says. God, what are you saying? God lovers are God listeners. David says, Lord, I'm willing to listen to you. You're my savior. You're my, if it's going to happen, it's got to happen through you. See, the truth of the matter is not to listen says I am more concerned with you knowing how I feel and what I want opposed to you, me knowing what you feel and what you want. Not listening says this to God. I am more concerned with you knowing how I feel and what I want as opposed to me knowing what you feel and what you want. When you don't take time to listen to God, that's what you're saying. John 14 and 15 says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. As your love for God grows, so should your listening. Here's the cool part. The more you listen, the more you'll love him. Listeners, thirdly, shift from what they want to what God wants. It's all about maturing, and it's all about growing in your relationship with Christ. And as you grow, you, you'll shift from it always being about what you want to more being about, Lord, what do you want? Listeners are not always asking God to fulfill their desires, but on how they can fulfill God's desires. The Bible says in Psalms 37 verse 4, it says this, 
Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Once you truly become a listener, you, you will find delight and pleasure in being in the presence of God. You, you'll find delight in learning his ways and studying his ways, being in his presence. And, and when that happens, the Bible says that he will give you the desires of your heart. Not necessarily meaning he's going to give you material things. Not necessarily meaning he's going to give you a car, a house, and money. No, but the desires of your shifted heart. Glory, hallelujah. Your desires will change. You're, you'll want to just be in his presence. You, you'll just want to serve him. You'll just want to be uh, wherever he is. You'll feel it, and that's what he'll grant you. He'll grant you your deepest desires simply because you said, Lord, I'm going to be intentional about listening. Bible says it like this. David here in our text, Psalms 25, uh, verse 5b, it says this, On thee... Do I wait all the day long? On thee, these are listeners right here. Do I wait all the day long? David is speaking not to the fact that he's waiting on God to do something, watching this clock. No, he's speaking to the fact that on thee I wait, I serve. The Greek talks about to intertwine. Listen, waiting as a waiter. Here it is that listeners shift from customers to waiters. Stay with me here. Listeners shift from customers to waiters. When you're a customer, you come in and you sit down, you look over what you want, and you tell the waiter, this is what I want, this is how I want it cooked, I want a little bit of this on the side, I need you to give me a little bit of this, could you bring this out first? But when you are a waiter, help me, Holy Ghost. When you are a waiter, you allow God to be the customer, and you come in and say, Lord, what do you want? What would you like? How can I serve you? See, Christians, believers, a new home nation, that's where we want to be. That's the development and the maturation that we want to see in the church, in the body of Christ. That we don't come here looking for God to be some uh, spiritual Santa Claus, that we just sit on his lap and we run down the list of things we want him to do. But more importantly, we say, God, what would you like? Can somebody in the new home nation put on your apron? Can you break out your pad? Can you get your pen and say, Lord, can I take your order, please? See, God, I'm no longer interested in being a customer because the truth of the matter is that you served me when your son came down and died on the cross for my sin-sick soul. Now I live a life trying to say, Lord, how can I help you? Lord, how can I serve you? Where can I serve you? Who can I serve in your name? I am no longer a customer. I am only simply a waiter. See, here it is, that, that we, have, we have tried this on our own. We, we've tried to be who we think we should be. We've tried our own plan. We've tried our own way. But if you're like me, you can say, Lord, your plan has always been better than my plan. I did not always understand it. I did not always see the outcome. But, Lord, I trust you that whatever you decide to do in my life, Lord, I will sit down and listen Oh, yes, Lord. Uh, uh, Lord, I need you to shift me. Somebody say, shift me. shift me. 
See, when Pastor Chad was talking about shifting from me to we, he's changing our perspective on community. When Pastor Benji is talking about shifting from a consumer to a steward, he's shifting our perspective on how we handle our finances. When I'm talking about today shifting from asking to listening, we're shifting our perspective on our relationship with God. We need God to shift us. And when you understand, I feel like preaching already, when you understand that shifters are lifters, you'll be excited about being a shifter. Stay with me, New Hope. Give me 30 seconds and I'll be out your face. Shifters are lifters. When you shift your thinking in your community, now it's not about me, but how can I serve the people around me? How can I support and lift those in my community? When I shift from a consumer to a steward, it's not about the money in my pockets, but it's about how can I be a blessing to somebody else? How can I lift somebody else up with my resources? How can I lift up the poor? How can I lift up the hungry? How can I lift up the sick? How can I lift up the broken? How can I lift up somebody that needs to know Jesus Christ is alive? When you shift your perspective on asking to listening, you'll be more focused on what God wants in this world and not what you want out of this world. Somebody say, Lord, make me a shifter. Say it again with the Holy Ghost. Say, Lord, make me a shifter. I believe that God can shift this city. I believe that God can shift Central North Carolina, but the shift has to start in you. Oh, somebody ought to be excited because right now, even as I preach, there is a shift in your home. There is a shift in your marriage. There is a shift in your family. There is a shift on your job. And when you understand that the shift in your life will only lift your life, it's going to bless you. It's like a no other way you've ever seen before. Somebody shout, I am a shifter. Listen, when you are a shifter, you are lifted. The Bible says it like this in John chapter number 12, verse 32. Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Somebody say, draw all men. If I lift up the name of Jesus in the text, he's saying, listen, when I'm lifted from the earth, when I'm, my body is taken from here to heaven, when I'm raised from the dead, I'll draw all men unto me. Yes, but also as the body of Christ, when we lift up the name of Jesus, men and women have to come crying saying, Lord, what must I do to be saved? New Hope Nation, are you ready to shift Central North Carolina? Y'all ain't helping me. Garner, are you ready? Ready to shift Garner Sanford are you ready to shift this because listen I'm ready to lift up the name of Jesus in my community I'm ready to lift up the name of Jesus with my finances I'm ready to lift up the name of Jesus with my communication why because I want to see people saved Oh, God, I want God to draw all men. I want God to draw anybody Lord let me be a lifter I first have to listen. I can't do this until I listen. I can't be a lifter if I'm not listening. David says, show me your ways. Teach me. Guide me. Lord, I want to listen. We have a responsibility by the of Christ to to lift up those that are downtrodden. 
We have a responsibility to share the love of Jesus. That's what you got Christmas is all about. Lift somebody with love. But if we don't take time to listen to God and to hear what he has to say, then how do we do that? Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your presence. God, we thank you that you're willing to speak to us, Lord, even when we're not always willing to listen. God, today we ask you to speak powerfully, Father. Father God, I pray now, Lord, as your servant, man, and even as this is my, my last time here, Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would charge this church to be shifters. Lord, there is a shift that's taking place in this church. Father God, there is a shift taking place through this ministry. Sanford, Garner, NCCIW, Lord, there is a shift. Because I believe, Lord, there is a shift individually. There will be a shift corporately. God, ultimately, Lord, that you be lifted up from the earth. Heavenly Father, show us your ways. Teach us, God. Guide us down your path. And while we do that, Lord, we wait on you all the day. We have shifted from customers to waiters, to servants, to serve you, God, not serve ourselves. Father God, we love you. We bless you. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about the ministries of New Hope Church, please stop by one of our six campuses anytime or visit us online at www.newhopenc.org. If you have any prayer requests, please send those to prayers at newhopenc.org and our pastors and staff will stand with you in prayer. We hope you will join us next week. God bless and thank you for being part of our church family.